Hi, this is Shannon. This is the first in a three-part podcast series called Second Arrow. I hope you find it interesting. I hope you find it helpful. I hope you love it. And um, if you want to get into the deeper, more um, sort of esoteric and profound pieces of this, jump to the third podcast. All right, so what is Second Arrow? Second Arrow is a Buddhist teaching. Hypothetically, the Buddha is uh, teaching this to a huge field of uh, people who are interested in what he's saying. Um, and he starts talking about how there's this amazing hunter who's moving through a big, gorgeous forest. And she has a beautiful bow. She's incredibly skillful. And she's hunting deer. And while she's moving through this forest, she's mid-flow. Um, all of a sudden, she gets hit by an arrow. Totally random situation. She doesn't know where it's come from, and now she has to worry about it. She has to do something about it. Second arrow is when that hunter looks at herself, looks at this wound that she's um, received from the external world and says, Oh my God, why does this always happen to me? Second arrow. I'm such a mess. Third arrow. I'm never going to be okay. Fourth arrow. I'm not going to be able to get food for my family. And then my family is going to struggle and they're not going to love me. Fifth arrow. And if I am not loved, I might as well not even be on this planet. Sixth arrow, seventh arrow, eighth arrow, ninth arrow. You get it, right? And instead of tending to that arrow, our minds can go into a whole rapid fire succession of thoughts which are self-hurting. Those thoughts can be bullying. Those thoughts can be a victim narrative. They are sides of the same hand. So bullying is one side of the hand and the victim narrative is the other side of the hand. They both make up the same thing. They're just, just different faces of it. And um, this teaching pairs really well with the teaching that Pema Chodron is a wonderful, wonderful teacher, wonderful, wonderful guru. She explains a concept called papancha. Papancha is a Sanskrit word and what papancha means, or the way that Pema Chodron defines it, is it's when your mind goes, and then, and then, and then. So our minds very quickly can exaggerate and fall into a, like, the world is terrible space, and it's incredible how fast this can happen. So an example of this is, like, you get the report wrong at work, and then you're going to get a bad, your mind says, oh, my God, I got the report wrong at work. My manager is going to give me a bad performance review, and then I'm not going to get the bonus that I want to get, and then I'm not going to have enough money to buy that plane ticket to Bali, and then I'm not going to go to Bali, and Bali was how I was fulfilling myself as a healthy, balanced human being. I'm not a healthy, balanced human being anymore, and then nobody's going to want to be with me, and I'm going to lose my partner, and then I'm not going to have those kids that I wanted, and my kids are not going to get into that school that I went to that I wanted them to go to, and my whole life is over. 
So this is a little bit of an exaggeration, but watch your own mind do this to yourself where you might very quickly make up a series of causal events that are linked to one bad thing happening. And the reason why I like papancha is because it's sort of like, sounds like what your mind does. Your mind takes in one bad thing and then it sort of punches out, punch, 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 punch very quickly a whole series of thoughts that um, are not helpful, that are coming from yourself and are hurting you more. This speed with which this can happen is amazing. And the papancha sort of self-punching metaphor works well if you think of a prize fighter who's practiced a bunch of combos again and again and again. So those combos could be like uh, left, right, uppercut. And it's like the minute he throws the left one or she throws the left punch, it's almost muscle memory. Boom, boom, boom. And you're going to notice your thoughts have a certain habituated pattern that you have been implementing your whole life probably or have learned from someone else and are now replicating. One example of how the speed with which this can happen, like those prize fighters are so fast, is like I was walking with my friend Catherine. We waited in a long line to get pizza. We had both worked an eight-hour day. Neither one of us had stopped to eat. We get to the greatest pizza place. You know, you wait for 20 people. They move it really fast, but then there's 20 more people behind you. We both get our slices. We walk out onto the New York City sidewalk, which the New York City sidewalk is pretty dirty um and the, we all know that all the new yorkers know that none of us are running out there barefoot and uh she's walking she goes she takes one bite of her pizza and then the the plate tilts and this hot delicious most amazing pizza slice in manhattan slides off her plate and goes to the ground before the pizza hit the ground Catherine's eyes are still on the plate. It hasn't, she hasn't even had time to focus on the pizza going down to the sidewalk. She just says, asshole. She's talking to herself. She drops her pizza and now her mind has told herself she's an asshole. So these types of papanchas, very fast rapid thoughts that spin off of one another or second, third, fourth, fifth arrows, are gonna look different for different people. So you wanna watch yourself, what's your pattern? Is it a talking down to yourself? Is it a over identifying with the situation, saying this always happens to me? Is it a punch exaggerating from you got the report wrong at life, now everything in life is bad. You're never gonna get your long-term goals. Simply coming up with this one small mistake. You drop the pizza, you're not, you know, what if you just drop the pizza and you dealt with, I now either have to get another piece of pizza or be hungry. So what if you set the intention to catch your second, third, fourth, and fifth arrows and to say, I'm not going to let myself hunt myself. And then bring in compassion bring in a very, very tender, compassionate space where you take a look at that first arrow, that first thing, and you say, instead of 
spinning wheels and spitting negative mental formations at myself, I'm going to look at this first wound and say, what can I do about it? You're going to hold that with a tender love and compassion. Sometimes we all make mistakes and we don't get it right. You're going to self employ some self-acceptance, some compassion, and try to heal that first wound. So that's the sort of beautiful receiving side of receiving reality, receiving your own hurt, receiving your own pain. And then the more structured, strong doing side is going to set that intention to protect yourself like a bodyguard would protect yourself. You're going to set a strong intention that you're going to follow through for yourself. A lot of strength, a lot of focus, a lot of doing. We're going to say, no second arrows. If you see the second arrow coming, you're going to dodge, you're going to block it, you're going to say, no, thank you, I'm not sending those to myself. So it's two things at once. It's no more second arrows, and it's bringing compassion. And then, honestly, about... 95% of your internal thoughts are just going to subside. They're just not going to arrive. And when you're not stuck in that negative internal thought space, your internal space is going to become a lot more chill, a lot more loving, a lot more restorative. And you're also going to have the creativity, the space for creativity to solve that first problem with a little bit more skill. Actually, a lot more skill. A lot more skill. When we're not distracted by our self-hurting thoughts, we are incredibly equipped to come up with great new ideas to solve our own problems.